We're back, the Whiskey Hue, a podcast from three brown startup enthusiasts that pull back the curtain on business, culture, and side pieces. <laughs> Not that type. We're talking cannabis, blockchain, AI, without the bullshit, and most importantly, over whiskey. America calls Clyde Black, Athul Brown, and Anthony somewhere in the confusing middle. With three brothers, various shades of brown, bringing you the latest in tech, business, and startups, mixed with a ton of sarcasm. Cue the music. Boom. Boom. I was trying to think of a beat because the, the versus battle for DMX versus uh, uh, Snoop. Snoop. And I was like, and people were like, people were like, oh, you guys, like, I got X, man. I was like, I got X. I know Snoop got a lot of hits. Oh, no. I, was like, I was like, Snoop, here's, Snoop's got it's no happen, right? Here's what's huh? Oh, here we he go. Probably be winning with the higher stuff. And then Snoop going to hit him with the beautiful. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> and then what's DMS going to do? What these bitches want, but. You know what? You know what the problem is? The fact that it, when I was talking about this morning with my boys, I was just like, uh, DMX has a lot of hits solo. Snoop uh, doesn't have a lot of solo hits. He has Leonardo. Okay, yeah, yeah, he has a lot okay, of collab hits. He got, uh, he's got, he's got. I got featured. I'm featuring over Tupac and Drake. A doggy style album that changed everyone's oh. life. That shit just changed the game. Smoothed yeah. out, laid back. It did. My money in my mind. That's like Anthony. I always think of you when I'm hearing that gin and juice song. Got your money. <laughs> Everybody got the cup, but they ain't chipped in. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. I'm looking forward to that. That's gonna be hard. that's like next week, right? Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> well, gentlemen, welcome to the Whiskey Hill. As you can tell, we're kicking it off. I think, uh, we're all starting to sip on something. We have a whiskey of the day, but you know, we did find out that Anthony is uh kind of slow on something that's very new and not even affiliated <laughs> with the whiskey hue. So tell us about it, Anthony. Put you on the spot. Yeah. Well, listen, it, you know, in the summer, I like to drink. You know, I can't drink whiskey all day, and I won't be able to function. So here and there, I like to, I, I, I toss back a, a truly, and it's five percent alcohol, hundred <laughs> calories, and you know what? Listen, there's uh, most beers average around five to six percent alcohol anyway, right? So, 6%, so that's even higher. But anyway, that's cool. Five percent. Listen, it's a good, you know, summer drink. You know, you drink it. What I, you know, and then and then have my whiskey at the same time. Just a, it's like beer in in the shot of you know, like when you go to a bar. But what I won't do. Uh, this is what I was I was alluding to before. <laughs> you know, they now they, they they do sell it at the bar. They sell it at different bars. And, and I was so I was like, what I won't do is uh, <laughs> is buy it at a bar. I'm not gonna go to the bar to like, yo, can I get that truly the strawberry flavored one? <laughs> Pinky's up. Hey man, pink. And got pink fingernail polish. Man, he's like, no, I'm holding this for my lady. No, you're not. <laughs> oh man, you know, I'm gonna tell you. So I'm gonna put my uncle on the spot, right? So everyone's got that one uncle right this uncle he is he's infamous in our family he's good dad good dude awesome dude always got your back i've seen him throw down he's a great dude but man one time my brother and i and a couple of cousins we were drinking gin and tonic summer day barbecue back in chicago area he comes by he sees our drinks it's not scotch it's not beer. He's like in his perfect indian accent he goes lady drinks <laughs> <laughs> like damn man misogynistic <laughs> so, we, so we're like sipping it behind his back <laughs> when he comes by we just taking shots but that's 
I'm like, come on. But like, and, yeah. And you, and you can't switch because you start going gin to whiskey and, <laughs> and it's going to be early evening. <laughs> oh, we, oh, we switch because he's, he's the kind of uncle and cousin, right? Like, you know, he'll, he, he won't, like, if you're wrestling and fighting, and pushing each other around, like, he won't stop because you're family. He'll keep going until somebody dies. <laughs> he's just that dude, man. Like, get the knife. Get the knife. Like, what Ice Cube, like, his cousins think about Ice Cube. That's what he is in our family. <laughs> you know, going to let him oh, do that man. to you? You gonna let him do that to you? Don't let him do that. <laughs> oh shit! So, I love my cousin. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Clean us up. Clean us up. <laughs> However, the rest of us, Abdul and I, are sipping on a little whiskey. I'm drinking whiskey stuff. too, man. I'm double. I'm double fisting. Double double fisting. Sure, yeah. sure you are. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, double fist. He's not. He's not hove. He's like hove. <laughs> no, I got it's Highland Park Distillery. Um, I went scotch. I jumped over the pond. And I went with the Highland Park 18-year-old Viking pride. I thought, you know what? Let's get you guys, you know, upgrade the go. situation. You know what oh I'm saying? So <laughs> just get it. It's a pricey bottle, 150 165 sometimes. Oh. So I thought of Clyde this weekend because he was talking about Blue Label. Or one of you guys always talks about Blue Label. I was at me. my brother-in-law's. We tried Blue Label. <laughs> we sipped a little bit of it this last weekend. It's good stuff. Then we jumped over to, like, something else, too. I'm like, eh, let's not let's not clean up all your Blue Label tonight just for, like, hanging out. Right? So... And I'm like, well, let's stick with the highbrow. So Highland Park, 18-year-old. I'd love to get your thoughts at the end of the episode. We'll see. Yeah, I like it. This smooth. Nice and smooth. So uh, expensive. Yeah, so that's a great a great start for our, our topic of the day. Uh, hold, up, hold up, hold up, though, man. We got to say one thing, right? Uh-oh. So we are we are learning some things. So like this coronavirus thing, you know, year 2020 has forced us to change our tune on a lot of things. Education, sc- you know, school, work, leisure, right? Um, one other thing I've learned, a term that I was mispronouncing this entire time. You know what's going there. We've heard of ride or die. The 2020, <laughs> we were talking about rap just a minute ago. Ride or die, those two have used it. 2020 upgraded phrases, ride or die, and August Alcina. What the hell? <laughs> I mean, mispronounced it. I forgot the August Alcina part the whole last 20 years, man. I didn't know. Oh I was like, is Will Smith getting punked? Where's Aston Kutcher, man? I was like, damn, red tables. We're never buying a red table in our house, man. I'm like, damn, Jada. Like, put that uh, down, lady. You, I mean, we grew up on these people, right? So, um, okay, this is going to sound horrible for some of our fans, right? So, uh, Fresh Prince, pretty much stud. Awesome, and then he did Ali, and that's, you know, this dude is a good actor, serious, and he dedicates himself, right? And he's dedicated the role. Jada's had a couple, you know, like, you know, um, set it off that whole series. I think there are two, three of those, two of those, right? No. With Queen Latifah and all them. And then um, Jason's lyric was how I got into her. And then that Jodeci song, that was dope. That was back long time ago right um I, I, I don't know so i always thought like will smith's career was way huger and then this i mean okay so either will's not admitting so we know he's been wanting to get an oscar for a while and he's worthy of it right he's been choosing those kind of roles but never else was he as worthy as sitting at that table when they drummed up that whole fake ass scenario like hey we're gonna tell him we're on a break because <laughs> everybody knows i'm gonna act like i'm crying i'm like that's oscar worthy he should get the oscar this year for that shit <laughs> what do you guys think of that when you saw it I'm like damn I'm gonna let Clyde jump on on that one. <laughs> I'll let the married men talk. Talk. He's our hero. <laughs> nah. So, so I, I just saw a couple of the clips. I never watched the uh, the full footage, although it broke all kind of records. I think 12 million people streamed it on Facebook. Is that uh, true, Dan? Which was a record. <laughs> it was great. It was great entertainment, right? Uh, I saw some of the clips, and you know, one of the the, the best part for me. Um, you know, as you say, there's a lot of acting going on, a lot of surprise, yeah. a little fake hurt. Uh, but the the new term for cheating is just now called entanglement. 
<laughs> entanglement. entanglement. <laughs> so, so that's what we're calling it nowadays. You know, just a little entanglement. With them. It's hilarious, man. These two, man, that's how they do. They they change they change vocabulary. That's how big they are, right? <laughs> and she, there's no way she mistaked him for Will Smith because he's got like a tattoo of the letter A on his goddamn neck, right? <laughs> so and I love a lot of his music. I actually, and this is gonna we're gonna piss some people. I actually like a lot of his music over some, a lot of Trey songs. I know Trey songs was bigger. Had a lot of more hits, but August Alcina's got like he's got a smooth, laid back vibe that's kind of just dope. And now we know how dope, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Good for him. Good for that whole family. Good for that whole family. And they're figuring it out. Hey, that's not our place to discuss. Good for ratings, right? (laughs) Yeah, not my thing. I mean, I just want to hear what Will Smith was doing. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Because that's about to come out too. And you know, (laughs) anyway. (laughs) Business culture and tech. Clean That's us up, a, man. We got to clean up on aisle three, man. Come on. Culture and tech. <laughs> so it was on Facebook's platform, right? So that's tech. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Oh, uh, nah. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, the streaming streaming world. We had some episodes earlier on in the uh, podcast series where we talked about the streaming wars, and uh, one of the ones that we mentioned was the NBC Universal Comcast kind of. Um, Entry into yeah. the marketplace. Well, today's official launch, Peacock TV, Boom. is uh, launching today. And as the streaming world, world, world wars, <laughs> you know, thank the whiskey for that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, as the streaming wars pick up, you know, they're entering into the marketplace a little bit late, but you know, they're coming with a different model, ad supported, um, giving it to all their cu- cable customers for free. Um, some of the challenges that they'll see early on and up front is. A lot of the uh, places that normally play along with these streaming services like Roku, Amazon, are battling, battling them right now, not letting them on the platform to all these streaming customers. So this is something we want to take a quick look at really fast in this uh, episode uh, for this first topic of uh, the Whiskey Hue. So, you know, Anthony's our uh, expert in this space because yes, not only did he work for NBC Okay. All right. In this in this type of space, back in the when they were in their glory days, before you know, he decided to take his talents to South Beach. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he's gonna give us his POV, and then we're gonna we're gonna you know, Colin you know, I'm gonna be Mario Chalmers. Uh, <laughs> no, well, you, know, you, it, win. It, you win one third of the time, man. You're good. Well, well so, you know, it's it's funny though. Like, so when you when you when I think with the streaming wars, I think people have to recognize it's the same story that happened with cable TV and cable channels what 10 years ago before when they were arguing and going back and forth with the cable operator the platforms have just the, the operators have just changed the majority like it's now Apple Amazon and Roku are like the main aggregating platforms you can you can go direct though now right so the big argument with uh, peacock um, and Warner media with HBO Max is that they're having disputes on how how their product is going to sit on their platform. So the two main issues from what is out there is the control of the user data and ad, ad inventory. So the control of the user data is one user data is one of the hugest huge ones that stem the same conversation almost almost um, when the arguments were with cable operators is that how the app will live in their on their platform. So whether HBO Max or Peacock lives within uh, Amazon store. Therefore, similar to our conversation that we had two, I think two episodes ago about how Apple was taking 30% 
of of mm-hmm. uh, the subscriber fee. It's the same concept. So if you sign up to HBO Max, which costs fourteen, I think it's fourteen ninety nine or something like that, they'll what take thirty percent of it. What'd you say? I say that's crazy that it costs that much. Yes. Wow. Well, it's well. So HBO Max, I think you know, I I I looked at it earlier today. HBO Max has a lot of content. Yeah. You know, you're talking Warner Media, yeah, and so there's DC. I didn't even go there. So you got a H, half of HBO content, what Warner Media naturally put on there. It's a lot of content. It's a it's a great looking platform. I think you know ultimately it's a you know it's argument. It's just a good con. It's just a good experience. I will say that. Um, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, is that entire thing under AT and T? That whole Warner Library? Yes, it is right. Warner Media is under AT and T, the parent company. So, the whole, gotcha. yeah. So the whole, that whole, that whole umbrella of what AT and T has, and we're, that's a whole nother discussion about. Would you explain <laughs> that? So, properties. how how, how do, explain that one just one minute? Um, and I asked you on text too. How does that work? Where they are they playing like a chicken and egg thing? Where they just so they know for a year that they've announced this last year, Peacock, we're coming out, we're dropping this date, right? They pushed it back because of this whole thing, so they had even more time. How do they not have this deal set in place already? Roku, does that that doesn't happen with any other? Well, so Roku, Roku, so so there's a data, the data side of it, which is just control of the customer data, right? So how, if you notice, like when you some apps, if you down, if you have Apple, you can just you could download the app and you pay through iTunes. That that so Apple arguably can control your cust- your data, as opposed to you just downloading the app. You sign into the app directly and pay whomever through the app, but bef- now you're paying with with the control of data like Amazon or Roku or Amazon mainly Amazon channels. Is you're paying Amazon, and Amazon distributes takes their fee and distributes the rest to say say Peacock or or or, or HBO Max or Warner Media. Mm. So that's control of data. So it's really controlling your data because arguably, like Clyde, you you know when it comes down to that kind of customer data. Understanding your customer full th- all the way through is huge. Even having like your credit card numbers, like so you know you can pull so much information, and then serving the next biggest issue, ad inventory. Yeah, right. So Roku takes like thirty on average takes like thirty percent of the ad inventory, um, and they, that's how they make their money on the advertising side of it, which makes sense, right? But they also take a percentage on on subscriber fees as well. So that's where these, the the battle is. And NBC, listen, NBC is about their paper. Okay, so mm. and, and and they want they want to make sure they one can obtain as much revenue as possible so they can serve as many ads depending on the three tiers that you can get with Peacock. Um, two of the tiers were ad supported, and you want they want that money. They want to be able to control their customer, control how many ads they serve, and so when it comes down to 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 you know talking to advertisers, they have that kind of control of how many ads are served between content and programs, et cetera. So these guys are battling. It's 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 the same. I, I looked at it, it was like it's the same discussion that we were people were cable programmers were having cable operators ten years ago, five years ago. It's just mm-hmm. now the platforms have changed, and you have you have some now these these gorillas now when it comes down to Amazon, Apple, and and you know uh, you know Roku's in there. You know they're they're eight hundred pound. These guys are out there when it comes to aggregation platforms. So yeah, so just to add some context to what you're saying, um, centering around the fees, right? So the biggest battle is the percentage fees, like you said, for sign up. The Roku takes twenty percent of the sign up fees, and Apple is taking thirty percent of the sign up fees, and yes. that's a monthly basis through the platform. In addition nice. to that, like you said, Anthony earlier, 
you know, Roku is looking to take around 30% of the ad inventory. So they're going to make additional funds off of that. So mm. put that in context, it's like you're selling a customer on their platform. And, you know, for that $14.99, you're going to be giving away anywhere between, you know, 3 to $5 per customer per month for something that, you know, just hosting the platform. So that I can see why they're, they're fighting. But the bigger challenge is, is, you know, these platforms control, um, I think, roughly 40 million customers who are using their devices between Amazon and Roku. And then when you add in wow. uh, Apple as well, you know, that's a, that's a bigger lion's share because, you know, Roku was in the, in the command seat. They have 44% of all kind of streaming viewing coming through their platform. So they're a huge number. So, yeah, I can see why there's a battle because, you know, there's content, right, which is the battle that NBC wants to say, hey, we have all this great content. Where in the world now, there's a whole bunch of people have content. It's not like 85, 90s where ESPN was the only place that had sports and could charge you those fees. But now it's like we got Netflix. Okay, I'll just watch Netflix. I'll just watch mm-hmm. it. I don't need Peacock. So, well, you know, it's funny. So the, the, the there's this uh, writer, his name's Matthew Ball. He like analyzes the television industry, e-gaming. And he made a good point of one, we don't pay a lot for content in this country mm-hmm. at all. When you really look at you on average, a cable television package, you know, or television service is about $80. And if you look at, you get four, almost, you know, you can get up to like 300 to 400 channels for $80 a month. You know how much content you get off of that, <laughs> yeah. and 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 when, and when that's an unbelievable amount. And then what you really, when you look at, even when you go to a movie theater, you don't pay that much in comparison to the amount of options or how long or how much that costs. So the the, the appetite for content is is it it's just is an interesting place. But the aggregators like Apple TV, Roku, and uh, 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 Amazon is that technically is Amazon Fire TV uh, that's in this discussion. But then you also got to look at the connected TVs who are separate, like Samsung, because they you can down the apps are on, you know, with the smart TVs are, right. are you, you don't have to have Apple TV, et cetera, to connect. But um, it's an interesting war. And, I, and I, I just think it's like, you know, like they say with business and life, like it, nothing. It's just the same story. It's just different players. <laughs> Right. So I think that's what this is here. And, and, and now it's just, you know, you could just have it. The difference now is just everything's on demand. Minus sports. No, I mean, that's something yeah. that no, we all have some kind of uh, entry into that, that space of being in the media side, some shape, form or fashion. So um, like I always say, let, we'll continue to watch this one and see how it grows and who's going to win. Because right now it's just a race you know, I don't want to say a race to the bottom, but a race to get down to the right uh, amount of content that's serving the users. Because at, at some point, just like the 800 channels that were on a digital cable, we're going to have too many apps for people to watch. So um, see yep. who's going to win in the space from the standpoint of cost, viewership, being able to get ads and serve a new value proposition. Because, you know, when you put your marketing hat on, you're like, what can I serve that's different, right? Because there's so much content. Yeah. And you know, one of the biggest things that all these other players have is they have a hit show um, or, you know, a series of hit shows that carry them and say, you know what, I can't I can't uh, get rid of Disney Plus because Hamilton is coming on. Or, you know, what? I'm keeping one more month because Beyonce is coming out with her thing. So what what is what does Peacock have that's going to be similar to that? It's going to keep people there. So, yeah, we'll keep watching and uh, look for uh, how they compete. They have big pockets. They uh, have entryway. 
And uh, on the flip side of that content creation thing, there's one line I'll end this on with. So like on the, from an investor standpoint, we're seeing, hey, there's probably a five year run. Right. Where it's going to become just what you said, too saturated. So from investing, that's what we were trying to set up that other fund. June 1st, it got delayed uh, to invest in content creation from podcasts all the way up to things that we could license to Netflix, Amazon. And we know there's a runway because people are overpaying right now for to license or acquire content. Mm. Boom. That's why I want to leave it. Just that angle. Well, here's a recommendation for you. Nick agent. Uh, Nick Cannon is a free agent. <laughs> yeah damn he a lot of people went with him man wilding out is wild and cut damn what did he do that well, was so yeah, what yeah what, what happened there I, like, that's I, your people I, man viacom weren't you at viacom uh, too for a while uh, yeah you were hey, man this, this guy's everywhere this guy's he's like yeah he's like lebron i'm just gonna go there and win for a little bit hopefully <laughs> <laughs> oh not here okay next place well, my, my, if, I, if you put in lebron context viacom was more like my uh my, my like cleveland <laughs> for me right the NBC, first stop, right? NBC, NBC, when I went to NBC, NBC was like Miami. Yeah, that was the first stop. Oh, that's okay. Nice. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I just, I just didn't go back to Mike. Also, <laughs> the any other chip. El Capitan, come on, man. Can't <laughs> <laughs> bring my hook. Uh, so yeah, so now what we want to look at is uh, something that's it's been you know happening in the space is Google. Google's taking a, a page out of, you know, a number of different books and they decided to invest in probably one of the most fastest growing countries uh, in the world. And not only from an investment perspective, but also friendliness to business of India. Uh, India, they've, Google's decided to play in the space of uh, investing $10 billion in investment in uh, India tech over the next couple of years. And, um, you know, that's something that's been been amazing to see because they're going to be focused on the India digitization fund is what they created out of the $10 billion. One thing that uh, is, is, is amazing to note, I think India and correct me if I'm wrong, fellas, they have around 1.5 billion people. 1.3. Yeah. 1.3 roughly. 1.3. Okay. And uh, there's two more months, two more months. We got that 1.5. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Explain. laughs> let, yeah, yeah, uh, let that go. Let it be known that Indian guy said that. So we just, <laughs> <laughs> geez. only 50% of the, uh, of the country has access to internet. Um, so it's a huge market opportunity. I know China yeah. was play early on, but you know, it's just hard to operate in China. Uh, government regulations. There's two versions of the internet. Um, there's a, n- a number of different factors in play, but India is is pretty much wide open. And Google making that play. I think a lot of companies who are who are also going to start to make that play and make investments to into the different companies that are taking off there. And I'll say one thing. So, like you know, one third of the world's population lives in those two countries, China and India. Uh, but half of those, China is not willing to play by U.S. rules or the Western rules. They want to retain ownership which i completely get and i think i almost think india should follow suit in some manner because it's great to get all this outside investment but that means you're getting letting all all these guys are sharks and, and not in a bad way yeah. so I'm gonna, I'm gonna hand it off to you in a second i didn't mean to jump in here but like um this money invest so amazon was in there you know january they put like a t- six seven billion in you know mitt romney started all this like in the 90s and kind of where my family's from like North of New Delhi, Gorgon is this little, our Silicon Valley there. So Mitt Romney, when he run, was running Bain, he's kind of put India on the map as far as a foreign des- FDIs, foreign direct you know, investments. Uh, that's when it opened up. Now, coming full circle to this, the good, it's good and bad, right? So it'll accelerate 10x, 20x. 
the what, what Clyde just said, the penetration, the adoption rates that were going to happen because of more resources for penetration, uh, distribution channels and all of that, and just growing the resources for that. The flip side, and I love your thoughts on this, guys. So China's been good about this. Hey, you're not going to come in here and then have access to all our data. Right. So like so these groups, TPG, Facebook, Facebook also like Geo. Geo is run by this Mukesh Bani. He he runs Reliance, right? So Google on the back of that eight billion or ten billion that you said, they said they're four or five, four or five billion of that's going directly to Geo or a separate five billion just announced this morning or yesterday. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. So Geo is like this huge platform. Reliance, this guy's truly like Amazon. They're in every industry. Um, he's got the handsomeness factor of Bill Gates, maybe, and that kind of swag. Uh, he's like the richest guy in India, so he's killing it. Uh, and I'm, you know, he now Geo is one of their mobile platforms where they have a ton of apps under that umbrella, right? And the good and bad thing you let TPG, you let Facebook, you let, there's a couple of Saudi, you know, Arabia's public fund and the, the UAE sovereign wealth fund, they're throwing in another 1.2, 1.5 billion each. These guys are all going to want data that they can control and then, you know, then manipulate. And then that, then this domestic country loses control of all that data, right? So it's great for the acceleration. But on the flip side, all these other cats can be making money off of your domain. So flip it to you guys on that one. No, I mean, that's, that's, that's very, very accurate and true. But, you know, hoarding all the data and not getting an investment, that slows down growth. Ultimately, a lot of these countries are, you know, charged with accelerating GDP two to three percent a year, and make, letting outside companies come in and invest is, you know, one of the easiest opportunities to get help that that growth over time for your GDP, and then creating new industries. Right? Yeah. I think yeah. that what happens is, is you know, the United States is a you know, open capital uh, company where you know anybody can invest and make, you know, billions and billions of dollars. But you know, those countries who have more rules and regulations kind of limit that opportunity. So, um, you know, a company like industry, like India, like you said, you know, playing loosely by us rules, um, helps them in the long run, especially yeah. when play almost Switzerland. Um, when, you know, China is so restrictive. So people can say, you know what, we were thinking about China, but India is a much better play, less regulations and, uh, still the same amount of opportunity, if not more. Um, so, it's, it's interesting to see because there are four main investment areas that they've targeted um, where it's specifically focused on, you know, things centered around data and how do you improve uh, uh, um, just overall people's lives. So yeah. it's uh, one that, you know, it's all, they all are pretty much AI driven. Um, yeah. It's like tech and AI to support sectors like agriculture, education, health those are kind of, and then uh those are those are the main areas where um you know they're focused at the investment so um this is what they're making entries right now to eventually not only be investors in other companies but essentially to buy them out overall and the cool thing is so within like an eight mile radius five ten mile radius max you'll get a tremendous pool of people that you can te- it's great test markets that have literally every echelon, right? So you can go into these Delhi, Mumbai, these kind of markets, Bangalore, and, you can, and test your product if you're launching something from a startup all the way on up. So it's it's kind of dope in that sense. I've seen, so countries like that, tremendous opportunities, like even the middle class. So there's 
the wealth there is a wealth I've never seen anywhere, mm. uh, even here. The poverty, I've never seen anywhere either. So there's that dichotomy. The middle class is huge. You'll have the middle class. They'll have two, three phones each, right? It's like most Asian countries. It's That's the way it is. And they're not burner phones where like once with a girlfriend, once with a wife. You know, it's like they actually that, that's just the way they roll, right? But um, that so it's a huge opportunity. I think it's going to be a win-win for both sides eventually, but they're going to have to give up a lot of their intellectual property, Huge pool of PhDs, engineers, computer scientists in India that, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be great, man. I think it's going to be good term, long term. Like, you know, even flipping back to Amazon, what they did. So there's a lot of mom and pop shops, like a ton, right? In India. And they've, they want them to be the last mile folks for them. Hey, you want to get this thing to somebody like in that little, you know, um, foo lives down the street from you, get this to him. Uh, and, and, and you can do it quickly, right? So the, I don't know how they're going to do it because that's, it's hard. It's not like mapped. Like, you know, the Western cultures are, but it's brilliant if Jeff Bezos can figure that out. That's why he's the rocket man, right? So, let's see. It's going to be it's gonna be dope. I think it's gonna be, it'll be good for a lot of people. It's called, it's called Bezos the rocket man? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's just like, you know, he's like, he's true. Like, Elon Musk and he are, like, going to change the world's lives forever beyond. Like, Mukesh yeah. and Bonnie's dope, but he's like a Bill Gates. Oh, well, they're changing lives, too, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, but, uh, you know, in other industries. Let's see. Yeah, and then you know the ten million dollars is a drop of a, a drop of a, a just a drop in the bucket of an amount of cash on hand that Google has. Un- so, you know, yeah. you see how unbelievable amount of cash. Good oh yeah, Lord, like these tech companies. God, Lord, you got like, like four or five of them, hands. right? Isn't it? Aren't like four or five of them worth like twenty percent of our GDP in the yes. entire U.S.? <laughs> it's like yes. kind of dope, man. Kind of dope. I, I, I think <laughs> I think is awesome. Like I, I scary. It's, it's yes that that's that's the word I was looking for, but it's it's unbelievable just the amount of cash they have on hand. But sorry, we just got off course. But if you yeah. own stocks and all of them, it's a good thing, <laughs> which I do. Hey, let me tell you something. Just a side, another sidebar. Sorry, Clyde. Let me tell you, I I had to have several conversations with friends who who you know because it's COVID nineteen who are doing option trading. Oh shit. Oh Lord. Oh my God! Uh, Can they explain like, it to me? Robinhood too, huh? <laughs> they using Robinhood too, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. What, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't even go that far. They were like, "Yeah, man, let's you got to get on this." I was like, "No, I'm good." And uh, I was just that's like, a, that. So if you can figure options, so I've never figured it out, right? I'm good with equities and just straight play owning. But like options, you can do a little money down. It's like leveraging up in a sense. You're right. You get an option to buy later and or sell later. It's a great way to make money if you can figure I haven't done it. So that's my job for this podcast to learn that so I can give that knowledge to y'all. I mean, if your friends are doing it, Anthony, tell them to explain some stuff to me. Uh, uh, see, here's the thing. Okay, let, let's, let's be clear. I think a lot of people started doing option trading during during uh, uh, COVID-19. Because, right, so you got a lot of people investing, like we mentioned it in the market. And I'm like, well, do, does everybody have this kind of cash on hand like that, 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 they're, that they're taking bets on, right? I, I don't know. But either way. I don't know if they really fully get it, like fully get it either. So I don't know if I want them to explain it. Uh, I just said, okay, dude, just, you know, don't bet the house. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cause you know, don't, don't put money down on like American airlines or, 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 or jet blue. Just <laughs> Southwest is the safest one of all those. I do have some money in American airlines. So I'm just kind of waiting for it to turn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's Clyde. Yeah. All right, Clyde. You're giving us the hook. Uh, yeah, so, so it's, uh, it's something to watch and, you know, definitely take a look at Google over the long term play because they're making bets for, 
you know, the next 10 to 15 to 20 years. So, you know, Thule is always talking about, you know, buying, you know, long-term good quality companies who are making long-term plays. That's definitely one that you should watch and, and think about, especially if they're talking about betting on the future. So uh, definitely take a look at that. But before we uh, go any further, I want to talk about our whiskey of the day. Uh, just, you know, dive in real quickly and just uh, give a give a little bit of an update on you know, what it's tasting like. Go ahead. Give it, yeah, give, it to us. give it to us. Give it to us. Anthony, what do you, what do you guys think? Well, I, I honestly, I think this is smoky. It has a nice it's got a peat to it. Yeah, it's got it's got, and this is this is my thing. This is this is where yeah. I live, smoky. Right? So I, I appreciate this one. Uh, <clears throat> I, I'm tasting something sweet. I don't know what that is. So I, it's it's uh, it's a little different. It's seasoned in sherry. Oh oh, uh, sherry sherry seasoned like oak casks, right? So like from wine, and they put it in there. Exactly what we've we've done a couple of these, right? Like yeah. this. So it's who, who else it gets that sweetness from it. Little yeah. rub off. Wait, what? That's all. Uh, and, and then, and then, and it's, it, and it's like, you know, it's a mild climate, northern tip of Scotland. It's kind of just wet, <laughs> moist. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's going on here? Whoa. Time out, Clyde. You're the captain of the ship, baby. You got you to gotta stop this. You forgot that's that yesterday after dark uh, podcast. <laughs> But is that that? But you said Petey, right? So that is the yeah. largest peat-filled area in the UK, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that area, the northern tip of Scotland. So it's kind of dope. I mean, and, and I like a lot of things. So when I say I like smooth, so Lagavulin to Lafrog. Lafrog so is Lafrog is garbage. First, frog is Lafrog. Whatever you call it. Lafrog. And then is it is it Lagavulin? So it's Lagavulin. Basically, whatever the last part of Lavulin, it's you're supposed to say Vulin instead of Lagav. I used to say Lagavulin. Lagavulin. I'm like what? So I get you know whatever. We're here. We're in America. This is called Highland Park, though. Yeah, exactly. So the Highland area. So the Highlands, they tend to be sweeter, right? And um and a lot of them have that peat. So they let this one since 18 years in that sherry old cast. Like it, it gets best of both worlds. Get that sweet and that punch. So when I say smooth, Lagavulin is smooth to me, even though it's got a punch. It's peaty, right? It's just not rubbing alcohol like Lafroig is. That's what, <laughs> in my opinion. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. Right. That's just straight garbage. I got two of my guys that love Lafroig. I'm like, man, you guys you're need like, to upgrade your life. You're like, you're like, oh, you, you cut yourself. Pour some, pour some Lafroig on it. Exactly. Oh, man. It's like, these are, this is like, you know, I'm trying to upgrade. I'm not even trying to upgrade their drink. I'm trying to upgrade their life, you know. <laughs> get, get these better drinks in your life. Well, anyway. sometimes, sometimes you just want to, sometimes you want a drink to kind of Punch you in the chest. Punch you in the yeah. chest, but if it tastes good, right? Lafroy tastes like <laughs> shit, man. It's good. It tastes good. That's what I'm trying to upgrade you, baby. Slowly but surely. By those guys, but go ahead. They're gonna give us a taste test on how to taste Lafroy and I'm gonna make a fool just it could be, it could be. Hey, educate me, man. Send me a case. That's all I'm saying. Your time. I have a taste testing with everybody. Oh man. So, so yeah, so that's our uh, whiskey today. Highlight. No, no, fifth time in a row. Shit, you should know. <laughs> Clyde doesn't like doing shit, you should know. No, I was getting just like letting them know what the the whiskey of the day was again. So oh it, shit, I thought you were cleaning this up. Okay, no, that right, was man. good. I was like, cool, keep it moving. <laughs> Highland Park Viking Pride, eighteen year old, uh, old single malt Scotch whiskey. Yeah. Find it in most places, or you can order it online. 
range in, anywhere between like you know 150 to 200 dollars depending on where you a are. lot of damn money it's one you should definitely check out um so before i you know after we got through that now <laughs> my bad <laughs> you should, you should, my, name, my name's anthony <laughs> so yeah so we're gonna be talking about shit you should know so i'm gonna let Atul kick it off because he was rushing me earlier so I'm gonna let him see what you got. You prepared today? I, I am, but sadly, it's nothing highbrow, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. So it's all lowbrow material today. All right. First one: making podcasts great again. There's some dude that does a spot-on impersonation of Trump, and it sounds like him. It says he leans into all the childish, just dumber, dumb stuff he says. And I don't care where you sit in the political lines, you're gonna love this podcast. It's just funny as hell. And um, so check it out. So making podcasts great again. Some dude and he it's like an interview and then Trump responding and it's hilarious. He just deems deal dials in in a comedic way into all the you know silly money stuff, the racism, all that shit. All right, second one again, not highbrow. Joe Rogan. We all know he's got that fifteen hour podcast that he releases daily. I can't do it. I can't do it. He good for him, ain't eh? that's why he's the hundred million dollar man. But I listened to one that Russell Peters is this comedian. He's a South yep. Asian dude from Canada. He made it pretty yeah. big. And now I know how big. All right. So one time he was hanging out so he, on his podcast on Joe Rogan's. I just listened to this out of the blue. And he went, he was hanging out with Tiffany Haddish. And Tiffany Haddish is like, let's go over to Eddie Murphy, Eddie's house. He's like, Eddie who? Eddie Murphy. Uh, He's like, yeah, uh, I, I wasn't invited. He goes, you're with me. You're in. All right. So he goes over. He's hanging out with Tiffany Haddish. At Eddie Murphy's house, he's an uninvited guest, so he's just trying not to like you know spill some drinks or something. <laughs> he's not, he's trying not to stand out too much. Eddie knew who he was. He goes, "Hey, what's up?" He goes, "What's up, uh, Russell? I'm glad you could make it, right?" And then um, so he's hanging out with guess who? The who's who? Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, and then at one point, everyone's torn up, just drunk, whatever they're doing, and he's sitting, he's hanging out at the dinner table with eight of Eddie Murphy's kids. And he's like, anybody know where Tiffany is? And they, so he couldn't find Tiffany because his house is so damn big. So he's like looking all over and it was getting awkward because everyone had left for at the most part. But he still, Tiffany was his ride. And I guess when you're so rich, you can't take Uber, I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so then, um, so he's looking for her and then he ends up like looking, he, he finds her out somewhere. But then the, the cool thing about the story is he was the odd man out when Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle are trying to convince Eddie Murphy to get back into stand up. And this was just like in the last year or two. So it's kind of dope. He was just standing there. He's like, I didn't want to answer anything because I didn't want to be like, sound stupid. So I was just listening, but I was there, <laughs> you know? So it was kind of dope. So that's my, that's my, I thought it was kind of a cool story, but um, kind of, kind of cool. Like, Hey, as an uninvited guest, you ended up at like one of the dopest houses in America. <laughs> nice, nice. 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 All right, Anthony, what you got? Sheesh. Well, all right. So I'll keep two, two simple things. Now the, to what we were talking about, streaming and aggregating, or not streaming, but aggregating. I like what uh, Gmail announced or Google announced today about taking their Gmail app to a whole nother level where it's going to integrate uh, Google Google Chat, Google Rooms, and Google Meet. So so you stop going through your, I guess, say, iPhone, like me, iPhone app, I mean, iPhone mail app to kind of integrate it all in one place. It's kind of cool innovation, innovation that uh, I think Google recognized that it's time to kind of keep people in-house instead of going through some aggregating platform on your phone. Nice. Two, color of change. Um, uh, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's uh, how, how to best. Uh, 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 help me out, guys. I'm blanking. Too much truly. Um, the, it's a, I don't know what it is. I don't know, what it is. <laughs> I don't know why I'm blanking. I feel you're going to have to edit this out. It's color of a change head by Rashad Robinson. Um, they've been on the forefront of kind of 
leading the protests and advertising on Facebook. Mm. But that is not just it's not just uh, about that only activism. It's about activism for change for all people of color. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not a big proponent of saying people of color, but, you know, I prefer you just say African-American, Hispanic, Indian, whatever. But they're out there. It's some organization you should look into. And if it's you feel you like the, like the organization, donate. That's dope, nah. man. If we could, so if we went like distinct and did so African American, Latino, and Asian, then we could free up POC to mean person of COVID. I'm just kidding. That was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Entanglement, you, man. We're changing you, August S. You know what I'm saying? Ride or die, August L. Cena, man. We're changing the terms, baby. All right, go ahead. All Jeez. Hey, you edit. You edit, baby. You edit. I'm so. not hanging out with that POC, that person of COVID. <laughs> Dude, look like you got me. I'm sorry. Stop. Uh, so I like to I have a high brown and a low bro. Right. Um, Clean us up. Clean us up. So the first one I have is, ladies and gentlemen, Walmart and Sam Club. Sam ah, good one. Require all customers to wear masks now. So mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, that's some shit you should know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going with the e-commerce side of it. No, <laughs> no man. This baseline <laughs> so if you're going to Walmart, wear your mask. Sam's That's up. big. That's big. Because um, the second one is uh, kind of related to that, and also re- related to an earlier episode that we did uh, early on in the podcast. But uh, facial recognition, right? So we talked about how you know that that was a changing landscape and how it was something to watch. So we've been continuing to watch it, but also um, lawsuits are alleged by Microsoft. Uh, I mean, uh, excuse me, lawsuits from the country, um, not the country, the state of Illinois, <laughs> Illinois, uh, let me say that right, Illinois, um, that Microsoft, Amazon, and Google have violated the facial recognition privacy laws. So The mayor um, brought that up, right? The mayor brought that up? Yeah, I think. Yeah, it. okay. Um, yeah, I think it was certain residents started to bring it up and then percolated from there. They were using their biometric data without permission. Um, so that's kind of kicked it off. That's dope. So this one that's that very interesting because it's 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 one that's you know pretty much impacting our world as more and more companies like Amazon, Microsoft, Google have started to invest in in these kind of spaces of facial recognition to what they're saying, quote unquote, is to make our lives easier and better. But you know, some people are getting it for the wrong reasons, using it to have culturally biased uh, pictures. Um, and a lot of, a lot of other areas that, you know, we just have to be monitoring up. So, you know, if you wear your mask, you don't have to worry about having uh, facial recognition. So yeah. I'll tie that together. <laughs> Way to tie that one together. <laughs> well done. I, I, you know, it's funny. I think Illinois is supposed to they have the strict, most strict, um, rules around privacy. I think out of every, all, all 50 States, I think. Oh, is that true? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So that's why they're able to uh, come after, come after the, 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 well, not the big three, but I don't know. They're part of it. Um, but yeah, that's how they're able to, I think they have a stricter rules and uh, a laws around it. Yeah. And the law is actually, it's a uh, biometric information privacy act is the law that's in uh, specifically. Yeah. 
somewhat related. There was like, is it IBM or Intel? They closed down their facial recognition division. IBM, right? Is, IBM. IBM. is it IBM? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably, they probably won't make any money on it. Cause if there's a money, they're going to swing it in a way that they're going to make it work. Right. Cause they probably won't make any money in it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying that's one way to say, Hey, let's just let that go. But Hey, good for them. <laughs> it's, you know, it's a lot. And, and, and I think we talked about it before. It's a lot when it comes down to uh, people of color and women, that's where they're having the biggest issues is, you know, I think something has to do with like, understanding the depth of skin tone, uh, yeah. uh, facial features that haven't been really tested properly. And most of the tests have been on white men. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's confusing the data set or how the uh, software starts recognizing facial features. So, all right. My bad. Of course. So yeah, so check out uh, oh, kind of earlier. Bring us home, man. Facial recognition. And uh, on the Whiskey Hue. And if you're uh, interested, I think that is episode. Let me see. Uh, it was early, like two or three, right? No. Facial recognition. Really? Our facial recognition. We, You know where we were? We were at that studio. Episode one, four. One of the first. Four. Episode four. Four. All right. Wow, episode four. Decades ago. Yeah. That's early. <laughs> uh, it's a good listen. And uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Whiskey Hue. Thank you for listening. Check us out on thewhiskeyhue.com. Make sure you rate us in the App Store and uh, give us your feedback. Follow us. IG, Whiskey Hue.